Hello everybody, welcome to the Tim Gaither Podcast. Today is Wrestling Wednesday, I'm going to be talking to Jeff Prescott, two-time NCAA champion from Penn State, he's a 118 pounder, and I'm really looking forward to talking to him, so let's bring him in. Since I was a kid, uh, I've known who you were, and you're the first person that made me realize when I was like 16 that there are levels to this. Like, Jesus, these guys, some guys are just better than everyone. Um, how old were you when you started wrestling? You know, I was in kindergarten. I think it was five, five, almost maybe six. Um, you know, it was it was funny how I got started. You know, I was I was small. You know, I was a little I was a little kid. Man, I was tiny, and and uh, you know, every time I go to gym class and even in, in class, and you know, I, all these kids were picking on me because I was small. Yeah. You know? and, and I came home from school one day, and I you know I was just you know sad face. I was just you know moping a little bit. I was I was like, why are these people doing this? And my dad says to me, he says he says, son, he says, what's wrong? And I said, nothing, nothing's wrong. He said, no, no, no. He said, tell me what's wrong. So I told him, I said, listen, I said, these guys are at school are just picking on me. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm not sure what to do. And I lived by these words. My dad was a Marine, so I was raised by a Marine. And uh, he was tough on us growing up. But I'll tell you, I, I, I'm glad that he was because I'd never be who I am without him. Yeah. So he said to me, Tim, he said, look, son. He said, if somebody starts a fight with you, you kick their ass so bad that they don't ever come back. <laughs> he said, but if you start a fight when you come home, I'm going to kick your ass. So I lived by those words. Yeah. And so the next day in school, the next day I went to school, they started, I just whooped their ass. And I just went all over <laughs> And my, the gym teacher at the time was, his name was Jim Myers, and he, he was the, the uh, head coach at the, at the high school. But he was the elementary phys ed teacher. So he sends me home with a flyer. You know, I, I didn't know what it was. I gave it to my dad. And he's like, you want to do this? I said, I don't even know what it is. He said, it's, it's wrestling. He, he says, it's kind of like fighting without punching. And I said, okay. I said, let's do it. So uh, we did it that year. Went on one of the states that year. Oh, really? <laughs> First year, huh? The kid states. Nice. So that's how it all started, man. It was, it was, it was, it was on from there, man. So you were, you were good from the start. How many, how many kid state titles did you win? I don't know, geez, I, I I can't remember. There's a bunch of them. There's yeah, a bunch of them. You know, that's where it all started, and we just you know kept going from there. I just I loved doing it. You know, I I enjoyed. Uh, I, I actually enjoyed the grind. You know, the 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 work it out, the, the the running, the exercising. You know, because I saw results. You know, I, I saw things happening that that weren't happening before you know muscles popping up here and there and, and, and being able to do things i've never done before yeah so you know it was it was pretty cool in in that sense for a young kid to you know see those kind of things and it was uh it, it, and i had my guys tim i mean you know i looked up the guys you know when i started getting to wrestling and, and started to you know look into it and see this guy and that guy we had a guy at my school his name was claire anderson do you remember him i don't Claire Anderson was a national champ for Oklahoma State. Okay. Uh, he went to my high school. He lived probably, I mean, maybe a block away from me in East Olean. And this guy was a two-time New York State champion, and he was a one-time national champ at Oklahoma State. And he was, the guy was amazing. I just I loved watching him, and, and I always wanted to be like him. You know, I always wanted to be better than him. Yeah. And uh, that's that was that was my really my goal in wrestling was to. Was to beat my Claire Anderson from Oland, my nemesis, you know, my the guy that I, that I just loved and, and, and looked up to, and this guy that I idolized. You know, yeah. I figured if I could beat 
Claire Anderson, I'd be the best from all in, and, and that was good for me. Yeah. Did <laughs> Did you ever lose at uh, Kid State? Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't know, Tim. I may have. Yeah. I, I've been beat before. Sure. You know. I mean, all the great wrestlers have been beat. You know, at least once. Yeah. Right. I mean, to me. You know, going undefeated for a while was, was pretty cool. I broke the New York State record for most consecutive wins at 121 straight. And that was pretty neat. That was cool. But, you know, it was to me, it was about the end of the year. It was always about the end of the year. Yeah. It was always about the state tournament. It was always about the NCAA tournament. You know, it really didn't matter what happened in, in between that. But the only thing that I can say, those things that do happen in between that are the things that help you grow. Yeah. You know, those losses they helped me grow, you know, um, the wins, they helped me grow, you know, all those things helped me prepare myself to get to that, that last tournament that everybody wants to win that big tournament, the big daddy, the grind the, the one that you have to win. And that was my goal. You know, that was it. Yeah, that was all. Well, you were a three-time high school state champ, which I, I imagine you won sophomore, junior and senior year. Did you, how'd you do your freshman year? <laughs> I took third. Okay. I got beat by an eighth grader opening round. Okay. I was a freshman. I got beat by an eighth grader opening round. I wrestled all the way back and kicked his ass. Nice. You know, and then I, I didn't lose. That was the last match I lost in high school was that match with eighth grader. Cool. Did so you? I learned a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> I learned a lesson. Did you, uh, did you ever consider going anywhere besides Penn State? I looked at different schools. I visited Clemson. Um... I visited Lock Haven. I had, you know, two other visits to go. I went down to Penn State. That was my third visit. And after I went to Penn State, um, it was instant when I got there. I just knew that's where I wanted to be. A lot of the reason being that the people there were straight. You know, they, they weren't bullshit. They weren't lying to me. They told me straight up how what it was, what it was going to be like. And, uh... It was close to home too, you know. It was only I can make it down to Penn State over the river through the woods in about two and a half hours. Wow! So it's it's pretty close to uh, to Olney, it's my hometown in New York. Yeah. And it was great because you know all my friends, my family, they all came down and, and watched wrestling, and and uh, it was you know for me it was a great support group, and and uh, you know Penn State man is just. Even back then, I mean, I know now they, they're just, you know, killing guys. And, you know, they're just – Kale's doing a phenomenal job. Casey Cunningham. Casey's a good buddy of mine. You know, he lived right across the hall from me out at the Olympic Training Center. And, uh, you know, so those guys are doing a phenomenal job there. And uh, But Penn State, even back in the day, the coaches, phenomenal, you know, great people in general. And they care. You know, they care about you. Yeah. You know, so – that to me was, that's all it took. You know, the honesty, uh, Rich Lorenzo was my head coach and Hashiro Ishii and John Fritch were, were the assistants there. Uh, and great people. I got to tell you, if it wasn't for Rich Lorenzo, I, I never would have been an NCAA champion. Really? Why, why, why is that? How is that? <laughs> I was kind of the black sheep at Penn State, Tim. I didn't know if you knew that or not. No. But uh, I uh, I was kind of a wild man, you know. I mean, I lost my scholarship. I, my grades were bad. I was partying and, you know, doing things I should keep doing. And uh, it came down to it. They, they were going to get rid of me. And uh, I was in the office, Penn State 
office for an hour straight and all three coaches were in there, but only two of them were bitching me out and, and, you know, reaming my ass out and wanted to get rid of me and sign me off. And Lorenzo sat there the whole time, didn't say a word. I, I saw the clock, the second hand to the T, it was one hour exactly. And he said, nope, if he's going to do it, he's going to do it here. Now get your shit and get out of here. <laughs> and that was it, man. Two national titles after that. Nice. So that, what year was that 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 happened? That was my sophomore year. Okay. And you got fifth yeah. that year, right? I got fifth that year, yes. Okay. So this was this this meeting happened before the NCAA tournament, I imagine. Yes. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what about, so did that just lit something in you? You, you uh, decided you were going to do everything right from that point on, or? Yeah, I, I uh, it was kind of a wake-up call for me. I mean, you know, I was at a point, I remember calling my dad. I was like, you know, I think I'm going to leave. I'm going to head out to California. Uh, you know, be be a star or something, you know. But he's like, no, don't do that. Just stay there. We'll talk about it tomorrow. And you know, because he knew I was serious. You know, I mean, I just didn't know Tim. You know, I mean, I just didn't know where it was going to go. And you know, after Lorenzo, you know, put the hammer down on me, and, and the coaches read me out. It was you know, and my dad too. You know, yeah. yeah, I had a lot of people that were supporting me and, and behind me, and, and I wasn't pulling my weight and doing the things that I should have been doing. I put myself in the open and that, you know, that position, you know, so, I mean, I was really the blame and, uh, you know, I had to earn my scholarship back through my grades and I'll tell you, it was a dark time for me. It was a dark time for me, but I made it through and, uh, you know, ended up on, on, on the good side of things. And, and I'm glad I'm, I'm thankful for those people that, that were there that, you know, gave me the push and, and still kept me going and still, you know, kept me motivated to, to do it, and, and uh, it all worked out. Yeah, sure did. Did did you lose it all your junior or senior year? I lost my junior year to Tim Casey, uh, Bloomsburg. I was up a weight class with the flu. He beat me. Um, I got a chance to wrestle him uh, two weeks later at the EWLs, the qualifier for the Nationals. He came down a weight class because he thought he was going to beat me. Um, but obviously he didn't, I teched his ass. Um, and then my junior year, uh, I wrestled brands beat me out in Iowa, you know, pushed me all over the place. Same thing. I was down, down at 18, went up to eight or 26 to wrestle, uh, or 26 pounder came up with a kidney stone. So I went up, he pushed me all over the mat and, you know, I just, I wasn't in the match at all. Yeah. But the thing with Terry brands is, uh, if I was at 26 pounds and I was in his weight class, at that time in my, my career, there's no way he would have beat me. Yeah. There's, there's no way. I mean, on a mission to win a national title, um, a dual meet. Yeah. Great. You beat me. You got me. Guess what? I've been beat before, but when it comes to the national tournament, I'm not the same person. Yeah. You know, I try to amp it up. I try to get more, more, uh, intense and, and all that other good stuff. But, uh, there's a lot of things that, that, uh, the Iowa fans don't even know about Terry brands and myself. You know, there was a, little confrontation that we had at the Virginia duels. I don't know if you know about this one. Uh, the Virginia duels, the team nationals, we were wrestling. I was up at 26. I felt good. Score was seven to six, third period. I'm coming out the whole match. I'm getting cheap shotted because, you know, people that know Terry brands and how he wrestles when he gets frustrated, you know, he get, he starts acting like a little girl and, you know, pulling hair and pulling fingers and, you know, doing all kinds of stupid shit. So, the whistle blows, Tim, and I'm laying on the mat. I'm, I drop to my belly, catch my breath, and I'm getting ready to push myself up. 
And the guy, Terry Brands, grabs my arm and runs it up over my back. So I kind of do a roll and I spin around. And when I spin around, he's right there in front of me. So I, I kicked him. Wow. I, I just kicked him. So he catches my foot. He pulls me up to my feet. As he pulls me up to my feet, I'm coming around with a roundhouse. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, from there the, the official jumps in and, you know, disqualified both of us. And uh, Penn State was negative two. Iowa, I think, was maybe two. <laughs> It was, it was bad, but the Iowa bench comes off, Penn State bench comes off. I was like, you know, I was just defending myself. I mean, this, this guy wants to pull some cheap shit, but I had enough. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to deal with any of that. You know, so I remember coming off the mat, and Rich Lorenzo, who, if you know the guy, he's like 6'2", 6'4", with an afro, white guy with an afro, just a massive man. Okay. And I, he took... It's cutting out a little bit. You there, buddy? Nation for Penn State. He took seven. I'm sorry, buddy. I can't hardly hear you. Shit. Are you there? I'm sorry, buddy. I don't... Can you hear me now? I'm sorry, I don't know why, what the deal is. God damn it. Mute. All right, can you hear me now? Dude, can you hear me? yeah, man, I'm sorry, I don't know what happened. Can you, you hear me? Yeah, you were you were telling me about uh, uh, Rich Lorenzo coming off the mat and how big he was, and then all of a sudden your face froze and I couldn't hear you. Yeah, he, he grabbed you by the throat and was, you know, he's like, you know, like, I did something wrong. And uh, yeah, after the match was over with, we were behind the bleachers. And, you know, he says, Jeff, he says, listen, he goes, I'm really sorry about, about what I did. It was a Penn State thing. I said, Coach, I said, I get it. I said, what I did was a Prescott thing. <laughs> so it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. And here's another one for, for Terry Brands. We're over in Switzerland. Um, it was a Trophy of Milan tournament at the end of this tour. It was a National Coaches Association you know, when they pick a team every year of All-Americans and, and uh, national champs and stuff, and, and they take you overseas. And, and, you know, we went to Germany, we were in Paris, uh, Switzerland, uh, and then we had this big tournament at the end in, in Italy. And, Tim, I'll tell you this, there were some – they had some – like Iran had their number one team there. Uh, Japan was there. Uh, Korea – I mean, you had all these, you know, countries that are really good in wrestling at this tournament – and uh, so at this Trophy Milan, we were training in all these Olympic training centers, every, every country that we are going to, we'd train with them. And then it, and we'd run, run this, at this tournament. Well, I finally, you know, I, the whole time I was trying to, you know, wrestle with Terry, um, you know, and get out there. Well, this is what happened. I finally got a hold of him in Switzerland. And uh, I threw his ass on his head in the first 10 seconds and sent him home. Oh, really? You know, yeah. Dan Gable was sitting right there. You know, so they want they want to take this video of Terry Brands pushing Jeff Prescott all over the mat. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you can bleep that out if you want. But how about the how about the match where uh, you know me and Terry Brands were uh, you know going at it where you know I was up at twenty six and and, and uh, legitimate. Yeah. You know, I I understand their their 
you know, their anger and, and how much they hate Jack Prescott for beating the shit out of Chad Zappinal two years in a row. Um, I like Chad Zappinal. He, I think, I think he's a good dude. Uh, don't know him real well, but from, I know a lot of people that know him and from what they tell me, he's a, he's a very good dude. I like Chad. I've never had anything against Chad. Yeah. And Tom Brands, Terry's brother, I love that guy. He's awesome. Yeah. He's a good dude, you know? So the, the uh, Iowa-Penn State thing will probably continue for forever. I mean, it still goes on now. Yeah. Have you and Terry ever made any kind of uh, amends or anything? No, but you know what? I I really want – hey, listen, that's the past, Tim. I don't live in the past. Sure. You know, it's done. It's over. I don't care. I have two national titles, man. I'm happy in an OW. Terry Brands doesn't have an OW. Terry Brands has a world title. You know, good for him. I, I, I think that's great. It's great for America. Uh, they're great wrestlers. I don't take anything anything from them. Yeah. Um, they did well. They did they did awesome. But I, I will say, if I was at twenty six, you know, the result would have been the same. I still would have been a two time national champ. Yeah. At one twenty six, I believe that. You know, I really want to get Tom and Terry out here. Um, maybe up to Pennsylvania. Uh, my fiance's family has a farm in, in PA, and it's just it's loaded with turkey and bear and you know bucks all over the place. And I remember talking to Tom a long time ago about doing a turkey hunt. And uh, I don't know if, if you uh, heard the, the last show that I was on the Ricky Cheese show, but I'm doing a YouTube channel, an outdoor adventure channel, fishing channel, um, that's going to invite on top name rustlers and, uh, you know, take them out hunting and fishing and stuff. Awesome. So I'm hoping, I'm going to invite Tom and Terry. You know, I got nothing against them. I, maybe the show could be really good. You know, maybe... Maybe something, you know, maybe get a wrestling man out in the field or something. You know? <laughs> but uh, I'd love to get the guys out there and uh, and get them on the show. You know, I've got no hard feelings. I've been beat by, I've been beat before a lot of time by a lot of different guys. Yeah. You know, it, it was all learning experience for me. But the thing that, that uh, like I said earlier, you know, I just wanted to win those titles. I wanted to be the guy that won that, that title. Yeah. You know? Was uh, 118 a tough cut for you? It was really hard, man. It was really hard. I was cutting from like 40, between 42 and 45. I try to get down to about 30. And then from 30, I'd go down to 18. Oh, wow. And it was a tough cut. It was super tough. Um, After a while, you know, cutting weight's a whole other animal, man. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, just that alone, there's not many people that can go weeks, you know, starving themselves and, and not eating and, 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 and working out like a madman to, you know, drop all this weight and, and still be able to wrestle. Yeah. You know, so the weight part, Tim, was crazy for me. I mean, it was absolutely, you know, I think about it now, it just makes me cringe. I'm so happy that I don't do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, every now and again I have a dream that that I'm cutting weight or something. I wake up and I'm like, oh, that's not true. You don't have to starve yourself. I remember I remember going to the going to the state wrestling tournament as a kid and going through the toll booths and seeing those guys sitting in there like eating and drinking and whatever. And I used to remember thinking like, God, it'd be great to be a toll booth operator. They can just sit in there. <laughs> they can just sit in there and eat and drink all day long, and they don't have to cut weight and all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know I had those same dreams, man. Trust me, I had them all. Yeah, I well, all. I didn't have to cut weight like that either. And it seems like the guys that wrestled one eighteen—I mean, 
they all had to, unless you were Zeke Jones, it seems like those guys all had to cut a hell of a lot of weight. I really missed the 118-pound weight class. Um, I did too. Yeah. It, it was too. It was a much stockier weight class, it seemed like. You know, the 25-pounders of a day seem like they're kind of rangier, um, mm-hmm. which is fine, but I like those little, uh, you know, those little badasses, you know, Aiken and oh, Henson yeah. and you guys and... Yeah, I, I, did you ever wrestle Sammy Henson? I think I wrestled Sammy one time at the World Team Trials um, in maybe Vegas, Minnesota, or something. Sam, Sammy beat me. He beat me. Um, I'll be honest, Tim. After college was over with, and, and I was, it was just really going through the motions. You know, I mean, I wrestled at Foxcatcher, and I wrestled down there for John Dupont and. And, uh, I, I mean, I was through that whole thing, you know, when, when Dave got, you know, murdered down there. And, um, I actually left two months before that all happened. I got a, a crazy story why I left, but, uh, you know, to me, it was just, you know, going through the motions. I, I just, after college was over with man, I just, I was wrestling, I was having fun. I was traveling the world and, uh, the commitment to be uh, serious is what it takes to win that title. I just, I just wasn't uh, that serious anymore. Yeah, you know, I, I was just uh, having fun and enjoying life and, and uh, going through the motions with wrestling. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally understand that on a, um, you know, not near the same level. I, my, my whole, my goal was to be a high school state champ, and when I did it my senior year, I went ahead and wrestled a couple years in college, but my heart was never in it. You know, I, I just did it because it was a free way to pay for school, but it, it, it winning that state title took everything out of me that, that I needed. You know, like, after that, I just, I didn't really have any goals in a, as far as college goes. I just, you know, I got into other things, and I just had my college coach on, and I actually apologized to him. I was like, you gave me a scholarship, and I didn't live up to my part of it, and you, you get to be in your mid-40s, and you realize things that as a 20-year-old, you just don't realize. Yes. Um, so yes so i I mean i get that i understand it a hundred percent tim you know uh, there's some guys man they can go through the grind and 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 come out the other side and and keep going you know i i've been doing it you know since i was five six years old you know yeah and and you're talking about a, a grind that not a normal person can do or go through yeah you know so it was it was a time where you know it was it was tough for me you know i mean I loved wrestling. I was a champ. I wanted to be the best. I wanted to, to, to be the, you know, this champ or that champ. And, you know, I just, I knew in, in my heart that, you know, it wasn't there. Yeah. It wasn't there. Yeah. You know? Well, you did win. Uh, you did have freestyle success. You won a junior world title, right? Uh, the junior nationals. Junior I mean, nationals. The junior nationals I won. I, won. I did, I took second in the Pan Ams. That was a, that was a fun, that's a funny story, man. They, uh, I was at the Olympic Training Center, and I think it was Eric. Aiken was supposed to go, and uh, something happened. He, he wasn't going. I'm like, Prescott, you want to go wrestle with the Pan Ams? Well, I just got out of hernia surgery, a double inguinal hernia surgery, and I had to lose like 20 pounds to make weight. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. So I get there. Tim, my opening round, I'm wrestling the world champ from Cuba. Nice. I'm beating a 9-0. to zero. Wow. He comes back and beats me 12-11. Ah, shit. I just, I didn't have it in me, you know. I ended up taking second, you know. But, man, I was I was in pain. I wish I never would have wrestled that tournament because, you know, I had problems with my hernia. I had to get a, a re, a, another surgery, 
you know, I mean, that was just, it was just nasty. It was yeah. just nasty. Before but, I freak. Uh, the university freestyles, too, I, I won those, you know, so I had a little little success in freestyle. I mean, um, I loved wrestling freestyle, but again, you know, it, it comes down to if you're going to win that title, you've got to have everything into it. You know, if you want to stay title your senior year, you know what goes into it. You know how to get there. Yeah. And for me, I just, I've been through it too many times. And, and uh, you know, I was to the point where, you know, I'm going to enjoy myself a little bit. I'm going to travel the country. I'm going to wrestle. I'm making some money and, and uh, you know, we'll keep it at that. Yeah. Uh, before I forget, can you tell us that crazy story of why you left uh, Foxcatcher? Well, I can tell you. I can tell you. You know, there was, when all that went down, I mean, I lived down, I lived right behind the big house. I had my own farmhouse. And uh, I was small in, in the, you know, so he, DuPont would call me up. John would call me up and he'd be like, Jeff, can you come over and look at this or look at that? And I mean, Tim, I was in, in the chase way of the house. I was in every air conditioning duct. I was in every chimney. I was every every nook and cranny in that mansion. I was in yeah. every place. Wow. And uh, just paranoid. Well, it was, uh, it was a Friday night, and uh, I was going out downtown Philly, meet a bunch of friends downtown. It was like 11 o'clock. He calls me up. He's like, Jeff, I got something for you to look at. Come on over. I'm like, John, I, you know, I'm, I'm heading downtown. I got friends I'm, that are waiting on me. I'm all dressed up. I got shot out of the shower. He's like, it only takes a second. Just come over. So I put on my sweats because I knew I was going to get dirty. I go over there, and I knew something was wrong because when I, when I walked in the door, usually he walked around with a 38 revolver. All the time he had a 30. I, I think there's only a couple times I didn't see it on him. And this night when I went over to the house, I knew there was something that was just off because when I walked in, he had two guns. You know, one was his 38 and the other one was a Beretta 9mm military issue, you know, pistol. You know, so I'm, you know, doing my thing. He's, you know, checking this out for him, checking this out for him. And I just wanted to get the hell out of there, get downtown and, and you know, party. So, yeah. I come up and, and uh, I said, I said, John, I said, there, and I found an acorn, maybe a squirrel back there running around. Like, maybe you hear that. Yeah. And he's like, no, he goes, you hear that? I said, no, I don't hear anything. He goes, there's somebody back there behind that wall. I said, John, I was just back behind that wall. I said, nobody's there. Well, he starts to unload both guns into the wall. Wow. Wow. And, you know, bullets ricocheting, gun smoke. I mean, I got to, you know, shrug my shoulders and, you know, kind of got behind it where I could grab the guy just in case I had to. But it was like, click, 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 click. And I just said, John, I think you got him. If he's back there, hey, man, I got to get going. I went back to my house. I packed all my shit into my Volkswagen Jetta and drove back to Penn State. Wow. Two months later, well, when I get there, I called him. I was like, John, I said, you know, I, I, I left last night. I said, I came up to Penn State. I'm going to take some more classes. You know, I think you can help me out with classes. And uh, he said, yes, absolutely. So we hung up the phone. It was like I was never even there. It was like I was never even on the farm. Yeah. So that was uh, that was uh, that was it. Two months later, he shot and killed Dave. And he didn't say a word about you? He didn't get mad or anything? He just... Not a word. Huh. Honestly, it was like I wasn't even living on the farm. Yeah. Right behind, right behind his mansion. Yeah. In a farmhouse. Wow. So, so was your international? Sorry, go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. I, I was just going to ask what your international weight class was. Were you 114? 114.5. I did wrestle some 25.5. Uh, 
Um, I went up. I was I wrestled Kendall Cross one time at the uh, U.S. Open, and, and uh, he, he beat me seven to six, man. But it was it was a good match. I thought I was going to get him. I thought I thought I was being slick going going up a weight class and trying to wrestle these guys. But uh, yeah, twenty five and fourteen were, were the weight classes that I normally wrestled. Yeah. Well, I noticed too that you were uh, really good on top. Is that what made you so tough in college? You know, I, at first it wasn't. I wasn't really. I didn't feel that good on in top position. You know, or my feet. You know, I. It's funny because you come out of high school. I was the number one recruit in the country. Um, you know, I, I thought I was the toughest, baddest jack out there. And, and uh, you know, you step into a wrestling room where you have, you know, national champs and all, loaded with national champs and All-Americans. You know, it, it's kind of a wake-up call. Yeah. And I remember, I remember for about, I don't know, two months, you know, just – getting my ass kicked. I mean, I was, I was just off mentally, physically. I mean, all of it, you know? And after that two months, I just made the decision, you know, that I, I had enough. And, and after that, everybody started running, you know, it, it just comes down the mental, you know, I mean, your body always follows your head, whether it's mental or physical. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, if I don't, I'm going to continue to get my ass kicked. So I need to change something. Yeah. And at that point, Tim, I changed my stance on my feet. I changed a lot of technique, you know, and the stuff that I was doing actually just fell into place and, and it, it just felt a thousand times better. Like I've been doing it for years and, you know, mastering a, a few things on the top and, and mastering a few things on the feet and, and bottom, you know, it, it's, it's, a it's, a, it's an obsession. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that obsession to, you know, guarantee yourself, you know, I wanted to guarantee myself those national titles. And I feel like I did. Yeah. You know, I love top position, man. I love being on top, but I, I love wrestling on my feet too. You know, I like being on my feet. And, and honestly, I really don't mind being on the bottom. I love scoring from the bottom. I yeah. Mean, I love all three positions. So would you say your uh, mental toughness is what separated you from people? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. For sure. I, I think that's, you know, there's only so much you can do um, to make yourself believe without actually doing some actual physical work to see that happen. You yeah. know, meaning, you know, the training, you know, the wrestling, the uh, to see your improvement, you know, the, the conditioning, the up in the morning, the, the running, the sit-ups, the push-ups, the pull-ups, you know, watching what you're eating, you know. Putting all that stuff into perspective and, and, and realizing that I'm doing all of this, I better damn well make sure that I get this out of it. Yeah. Because I'm not working this hard to make that happen unless it's going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, <laughs> Russell's a crazy sport, man. You know it is. Yeah. It's crazy. Who would you say the toughest guy you've ever wrestled was? A yeah. guy, it was in high school. Oh, yeah? It was in high school. A guy's name is Jimmy Nelbaugh. He's a, he's a doctor now. Uh, he lives over in Albany. And uh, I had to beat Jimmy two years in a row. My, my, uh, was it my sophomore, maybe my freshman, sophomore. Yeah, my freshman, sophomore year in, in high school, I had to beat him to go to the States. And I beat him in overtime both times. And he finally moved up. He just, just got stayed away from me. Yeah. But uh, that was my toughest match. I mean, you, you may think, oh, that's crazy. I mean, I wrestled Terry Brands. I wrestled, I wrestled Teague Moore. I love Teague. Um, 
and his brother, God bless his brother, I miss him. Uh, great, great guy, both of them. Um, who else? Uh, I love Teague Moore as well. He, he's, uh, I feel like, I feel like he's become a friend of mine. And you know, I had him on the podcast, and then, you know, with all the stuff going on, you find people who kind of agree with some of the stuff you're saying. And uh, anyway, he, he's just a great person. I, I don't know him. He is. He is. Yeah. He's a cool dude. Um, great family. I mean, he's just great wrestler. Uh, and, and that's, you know, guys like him and, and Eric Aiken, um, you know, they're just, I wish we had more guys like that out in the world. Yeah. You know, Jimmy Jordan. Yeah, he's great. I love Jimmy Jordan, man. Yeah. I love Jimmy Jordan. And, you know, I love to see, you know, more of the people that had a wrestling background because of what they know with the experience they have and, and how they've been brought up. It's, it's morals, it's values, you know, it's do the right thing or get your ass kicked, <laughs> you know? So I wish we did have more of that, you know? I yeah. mean, there's some, there's some great guys. We have some great guys in the wrestling world. Don't get me wrong. There's some assholes out there too, of course, but, um, there's a lot of great guys out there that make the world go around and make it a better place. Yeah. I was telling somebody not too long ago, I was like, the reason wrestling isn't more popular is because wrestling is hard as hell, and not very many people want to do something that's that freaking hard. So it's never going to be as popular as other things, because it's hard as shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You're right. It is hard as shit, man. And, and, you know, the, the kids nowadays, I mean, it, it's a it's definitely a rare breed. A wrestler is definitely a rare breed. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, those, those wrestlers, I mean, I have friends that... that you know, that Russell, that never won a title, never won a state title, but they are the most incredible people, and they credit that to wrestling, and I see it. Yeah. You know, they credit that to wrestling. Yeah. And to me, that I just, I love it, you know. I mean, I'm just, I'm lucky, Tim. I'm lucky that, you know, I, I came out on the top. I, you know, I won the, the state titles. I won, you know, the national titles and all the other, other stuff. You know what? It's great. It's awesome. But what's important now is is life, family, my kids, and, and, and making everything, you know, work the way it should. It, it's uh, it's tough out there, but I, I'm very happy that I have that wrestling background because it, it's what gets me up every morning. It's what grinds my teeth and gets my ass going to make it happen. Yeah. You know? So wrestling is, is uh, I, wish I, I wish everybody ever... Everybody was mandatory for everybody to wrestle. Yeah. You know, their first so many years in high school or, you know, first four years in high school or your four years in high school, maybe your first two. I don't know. I, I think it should be mandatory for everybody to wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I feel you. It, it, it makes great people. If it wasn't for that sport, I, I, hesit, I, I'm, I, I hate to think about where my life would be right now. But it wouldn't Amen, be brother. it wouldn't be very good because I, I had kind of a weird childhood. But wrestling was the one thing that was consistent. You know, every year I knew that wrestling season was coming, and it gave me something to look forward to. I remember, I, without getting into making this about me by any means, but I remember being at the kids' state tournament, and I lived with my dad and my stepmom, and I was kind of miserable. And but I had wrestling, and I was undefeated, and I was in the finals of this kids' state tournament. And I remember being under the tape, under the scorer's table, just sitting there and thinking, ah, shit, what am I going to do on Monday? You know, because it's almost over, you know? know. And, and now I have I to know. go back to my stepmom, who wasn't very good to me. And, 
And uh, I didn't have anything to look forward to. And I just realized, like, well, shit, it's over. Like, what am I going to do on Monday? And uh, so, yeah. Um, what do you remember about the two titles that you won? What, what, do you, what stands out in your mind? You know, I was relieved when, when I got the title. You know, I mean, my father was a, was a big supporter of me. You know, he took me all over the place wrestling and, and – uh, you know, he, he passed away in 90, so he didn't get a chance to see me win those national titles. He got me get, got a chance to see me take fifth at the nationals, you know. So to me at that point, it was it was a mission to get that done and get it over with and, and, and for him. Yeah. You know, I mean, of course it was for me. Yeah, that's great. But, you know, it was dedicated to him. I mean, he was he was the man that made me. You know, he was the man that, that um, shaped and molded me and, and uh, made me who I was. I mean, I, I had great coaches, and, and, and um, you know, I've, I've had some pretty bad coaches too. But uh, I had some great coaches, and, and, and you know, my dad's philosophy is, is was to me uh, better than anybody's. I mean, this is a guy who's never wrestled before. Uh, he was he was a father, you know. He was a, he was a dad to me, and, and uh, you know, he told me how it was, and and uh, with no bullshit. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of dedicated those two titles to him, and, and I really won those for him. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to get it in the record books and, and, and let, let let everybody know that, you know, that's really what it was. And it was relief to him when I was done. I mean, honestly, I, I was like, man, I don't want to cut weight anymore. I'm like, Jesus, you know, I'm done with that. I'm yeah. going to eat for a while. I'm going to put on some weight and, yeah. and uh, be happy, fat and happy for a while. Yeah. Well, you're in great shape now. How do you stay in such good shape? Wrestling? Uh, I do do a little, I wrestle with my kids all the time. We, we wrestle all the time. Um, we actually, we got a mat in the living room. Nice. The floor. nice. So we do a lot of wrestling. Uh, I do some private lessons right now. I had two wrestling schools up in New York when we were living up there, you know, and, and uh, right now, uh, just working. Uh, it's, it's nice and warm down here in Florida, and uh, I work outside, and I work inside, and you know, I, I sell chemicals and I, I work in the warehouse, so I'm, I'm humping a lot of stuff all day. But I'm also selling selling chemicals, and and uh, it's it's good. So I kind of you know eat healthy. My my uh, fiance is a vegan, and, and she makes sure that the kids are eating healthy. And so I kind of I have to fit in there, but I can't give up the the, the uh, that steak, man. <laughs> I can't give it up. Yeah, I can't give it up. Yeah, I I have a problem with. Uh... I like meat, but I also like cheese. I tried to quit eating cheese for a while, and that just never takes for me. And and I've seen how cheese is made, and it'll make you sick if you watch it. But somehow yeah. I've somehow I've managed to forget because <laughs> I can't quit eating cheese for some reason. Um, speaking of cheese, let's get. I guess it's kind of a weird uh, segue for it, but this whole PizzaGate thing. Oh. Um, so many people, and I shouldn't say so many because I don't know how many people think it's real or think it's a crock or whatever, but my thing is um, it's very feasible. And, you know, they say on, on the low end, 500,000 kids go missing every year. So to think that that many can go missing without it being orchestrated um, by some people that are that have power... Um, it can't, it can't happen without people that are connected. Does that you know? Does, it, does that make sense? What I'm saying? It makes total sense to me. Yeah. Total sense to me. Uh, that's a lot of kids. Yeah. That's a lot of kids that 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 are on you know 
not counting. They, yeah. I mean, they just disappear. Well, where do they go? Well, I think we're going to find out eventually what has happened to these kids. Um, I think you and I both have a pretty good idea right now. We just need to, you know, keep uh, our fingers crossed and, you know, if you're religious, pray and, and uh, hopefully this will, will turn out for the good. I, I do believe that good will always defeat evil. I've seen it in a lot of situations and right now it's the biggest that I've ever seen and probably will ever see in my lifetime. Yeah. Um, it's coming down and I do believe that the, the good will, will de- defeat the evil here. Um, that Pizzagate stuff that, that, uh, conspiracy, I don't think so, man. I, I, I gotta be honest. I think it's, I think it's straight up the symbolism and, and everything that's, that goes along with it. You have a lot of sick motherfuckers out there that need to die. Yeah. They're sorry, they need to go. Yeah. And whether they sit in prison and rot or, you know, put a bolt in your head, whatever you need to do, those people have ruined everything for everybody. Yeah. Over money and power. And they're taking our children and raping and, 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 and killing these yeah. children. There's no reason for that, man. These people are something fucked up in their head. They need to go. Yeah. And, and worldwide, it's like well over a million kids go missing every year. And it's like there has to be somebody with with a lot of connections to to make that many kids go missing. And and it's just when you start digging into it, it'll kind of take over your damn life because you just get so like you know. I have to it like has. yeah. It has. I know exactly what you're saying. I, like you said earlier, I was never ever a political person. You know, I, I wasn't. But paying taxes, my kids, their future. You know, it changes your thought process, and it really makes me angry. Like, to the yeah. point where I want to go out, and I want a job, and I'd love to be hired by Trump to go out and hunt these people down like animals, because that's what they are. Yeah, They don't deserve to be here for the things that they've done and the crimes that they have committed. Yeah. And what people don't realize is what Donald Trump is actually trying to do is to take these people out. Yeah. So if these people would understand and do the research – and, and understand that these 500,000 kids in the U.S. that come up missing, well, where the hell do they go? Well, guess what? They're being sold all over the country and all over the world, you dumbasses. Yeah. Do your research. Check it out. Figure it out. Yeah. You know, if my kid came up missing, man, I'll tell you, I don't know what I would do, Tim. Yeah. I really don't know what I would do. I know. I, I, I know I would snap. That's for certain. I yeah. would snap, and, you know, who knows what would happen next. But it's, it's disgusting to think that at any time – you know, I mean, they're snagging. There's out in Michigan. They're snagging women and children, moms and daughters. Yeah, they're snagging them both. Yeah. You know how much? How much more uh, can people take of this shit? You yeah. Know, how much? How much more lies do you have to hear to believe it? Yeah. You know, I mean, conspiracy theory? No way, man. This shit is for real. This shit is going on, and we have one guy. It's going to try to take these people down, and I believe that he is smart enough and is one step ahead of these dumbass motherfuckers out there that are killing our kids. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. It also makes sense as to why there's all this vitriol towards one man, and it's because a lot of people have a lot to lose uh, when all this shit comes out. And a lot to lose. You're right, Tim. Yeah, every one of them. Yeah. So. I also believe in God, and I, I think that if God doesn't want this to be, um, if God wants this to come out, there ain't no stopping it, you know? There ain't no stopping it. Um, 
And I, I, I wish it hadn't gone on as long as it has. Um, but it's just, it, it's, it's got to be stopped. And the people that, so many people are just dismissive of it. That's what pisses me off is that yes. they, they're just so like, ah, oh, that's been debunked. And I'm like, well, there's an article right underneath the article. That, you know, like you can find it, you can Google this and it'll be like, one article will be like, ah, oh, this is completely debunked. And then the very next article is, this is completely real. And it's like people just focus on that one that says, ah, oh, it's been debunked. And I'm like, that's it for you? That's all you're going to, you know? <laughs> you're not going to look into it any deeper than that? 500,000 kids, you're not going to look into that at all, whether it's a possibility? And they're just like, oh, that wouldn't happen. And I'm like, Ted Bundy was a likable guy, you know? Yeah. That, yeah. That's how they do it. It's not that's like they... That's how they do it. Yes. It's not like they're just these creepy-looking perverts on the on the corner, you know, taking care of 500,000 kids. It's... Ugh, it, it just gets me crazy. You know, the, the thing that really blows me away, Tim, is, is the Hollywood people that are involved, the people that we've looked up to our entire lives, you know, being in the movies and, and so on and so forth. I mean, it's uh, it's sickening and it, it makes my stomach sick. I mean, um, I've been, I follow Q, QAnon, and, uh, you know, the stuff that they hit, is dead on. It's dead on. Yeah. You know, and then if you do your research, if you have any questions about it, you can do the research and find out what they're talking about and see if it's right or if it's wrong, it's real or it's not. Yeah. And uh, I have a feeling that the things that they are saying are going to come forth with this election coming up, and I think you're going to see a lot of people go down. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm hoping for. And I really... Honest to God, Tim, I hope they take every one of those pedophiles and just hang them. They should hang them in public. They should kill them in public. They should hang. Matter yeah. of fact, that the, the families that, that you know that they these of these kids that are that come up missing, they should have the right first to do what they want with these people. Yeah. Anybody who thinks that like it's far fetched and there's no way and blah blah blah, uh, why don't you look into some of the people that have been associated with the Clintons that are now dead? You know, I mean, I mean, the list is just so long. You know, start there, you know, and, yes. and, and figure out why, how they knew these people and why they ended up dead. And it's like, oh, he killed himself. Oh, did he? You know, like he just, the guy had, had a million, millions of dollars and the world by the balls and he just jumped off his penthouse, 27th floor, you know, that Stephen Bing yeah. guy. And there's so That's many. That's how I want to go. Yeah. That's how I want to go. <laughs> there's so many situations like that and, and, uh. You know, it, it's just, I think it's just hard for people to to realize that it could, that it is feasible. And I, I wish they could realize it sooner than later because it's it's just awful. And and you see why they would go to these lengths, you know, to, you know, keep us all indoors and, and to try to get Trump out of the White House because what they're trying to do is destroy the economy. And people think that's crazy. And I'm like, it's not. It's not crazy, you know. But getting people to believe it is is another thing you know and that that's so frustrating to me when people think it's all just a crock of shit i know i know it it, it, it i can see how people could could think that way for sure you know i mean yeah. i myself when i when i started to dig into this stuff and, and uh you know i was kind of blown away and i was like you know is this real yeah and you know what tim it is real it is real. It's not bullshit. 
We have people in high places, high power that have been running this country, along with all the Hollywood actors that have been molesting kids for centuries. Yeah. And it needs to end, and these people need to be punished to the fullest. Yeah. Pedophiles should get death. Yeah. That's what I'm voting for. <laughs> Kill them. Yeah. Well, I, I sure hope it comes to light, and, and I, I like you said, I think it will. Um, and I hope people realize that they're hating on the wrong person, you know. Um, and, and if they think that Joe Biden is somehow a better person, I mean, from what I've seen, the guy is scum. I mean, he's a racist. He's probably a pedophile with the videos I've seen him smelling girls' hair and all this other stuff. And Oh, there's no question he's in on it. Dude. There's no question. Yeah. You know, my, my thing is with Sleepy Joe, um, the Democrats want him in there simply because they can control him. You know, they can tell him to jump and he'll ask how high. Yeah. You know? How is it going in Florida? It's going pretty good. Uh, just working and, and uh, enjoying the fishing down here. To hear to hear the news, that's like the worst place to be. Is that not true? That's what they say, but you know, I also heard things where they said it, you know there was like a ninety eight percent increase, and then they they mis miscalculated it was a nine point eight increase. I mean, I don't know. It's 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 tough to say, Tim. What what you hear, whether it's true or not, you know. I mean, it's like you really got to do extra research and work hard be, before you even know the truth out of anybody's mouth these days. Yeah. Plus, they're they're changing the numbers all the time. I mean, you know, that's a pretty big mistake. Ninety percent, like, oh, sorry. Yeah, that's that's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. Um, my my fiance works at a at a uh, food chain called Sprouts, and you know, she's been working through the whole COVID thing, and you know, it, it hasn't. No one there um, coming through. I mean, she hasn't heard of of you know anybody catching it or. Or uh, getting it, I get. Well, I'm sorry. I correct. I correct myself. I think one girl at work got it, got the COVID virus. But um, other than that, you know, it's I haven't really heard too many cases of, of COVID down here. Yeah. You know. Well, I know I know a lot of people, and I've uh, you know, I've got like five thousand friends on Facebook, and every now and again, one person will come up, and they're like, "Yeah, so and so got COVID 19 I'm like, "Well." It seems like very few people, um, I don't know, you know, if, if you want to take like a sample size, it's like, well, how many people are actually getting this? And I also heard that, uh, I saw this rather, um, it was like a governor of somewhere or something. She was, she was saying anybody who has COVID-19, no matter what they die from, they're going to say it was COVID-19. And she said that. And I'm like, well, how is that not a problem? <laughs> <laughs> That's a huge problem, man. That's a huge problem. You know, I, I saw it too. I saw a video. Uh, I, I think it was in a, the the Senate. Maybe this lady was speaking on the COVID, and, and uh, you know, she flat out said, you know, if if you you know die of a heart attack, they tag you COVID. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. And how is that? I mean, that just you know, and you know, if we want to really get onto the political side of it, you know where I stand. I know where you stand, and, you know, it's a shame that most of the uh, population out there doesn't really understand what's going on. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of people blindsided, and, and, you know, it comes down to, you know, the media, you know, looking at the mainstream media and all the BS that's flying around out there, you know, what's real, what, what, what's true, you know. Nobody knows what's real or what's not. 
But if you do your research, and it takes some time and it takes some digging, but you can find a lot of stuff that tells you the truth about what's really going on. Yeah. And and if you do enough research, you'll see why people would go to great lengths to keep certain things uh, quiet, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and what we, you know, I mean, if you can't really see what's happening in our world right now, even with the, the, the fake media, the mainstream fake media that's out there, um, there's something wrong with you. I'm sorry. There, there's something <laughs> wrong with you because, you know, it kind of makes you go, hmm, or, you know, what's that all about? Yeah. And, you know, then your curiosity gets you going and, and then, you, you know, start doing your research and then you find out the truth about what's happening instead of being lied to. And the American people have been lied to for years. Yeah. For years. Yeah. And they just don't know it. Decades. Decades. <laughs> the whole, Dec- the, right. The whole Decades. world. The whole world has been lied to for a long time. You know, like a long time. Anyway, we'll we'll uh, we'll get into all this stuff more towards the end of the uh, podcast. But I, I was I was going to say this real quick. There's a lot of things that bug me about COVID nineteen, but um, the fact that like some doctors come out, you know, very accredited people, and they're like. Um, Here's what we need to do. This is what's bullshit. This is what's not true at all. Um, and, and and then their videos are taken down within a day. And then you got somebody who will pop up and they're like, "Oh, I don't know why we're listening to all these experts when my friend from from my friend from high school who barely graduated has all the answers." They say shit like that, and I'm like, "Well, the problem with what you're saying is that there are so many people, doctors, nurses, healthcare professionals, coming out and saying." Uh, this is all wrong, and we don't get to hear them for very long, so that part of it just, it pisses me off. I'm like, well, this guy knows. He's not an idiot. Yeah, that that stuff drives me crazy. Like, you know, the, the posts that you get, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff, all my posts that I send out to people with the truth, yeah, it only goes out to a few people, and then it goes return to sender, return to sender. It doesn't let me send my stuff out. Really? You know, so you know that they're controlling what, what's going on and what, what people are wanting to see. Yeah. You know, that pisses me off because people need to know what's really happening in the world because if they don't and they make the wrong decision, you're going to see the United States become something that you don't want to see, and it's going to be like that forever. Yeah. So, you know, just try to wake people up, you know, you know, educate them a little bit more and, and let them know really what's going on. And, uh, you know, all these Trump haters out there, man, just drives me crazy. I mean, look, Don Trump, you know, he might not have the cleanest record, but, you know, let's, let's, let's put him up against the politicians that are out there now. Yeah. Those son of a bitches are crooked. They're killers. They're rapists. They're, they're child molesters. Yeah. They need to go. And Donald Trump is the only one of the biggest balls to go out and go after these people. So yeah. I'm behind Donald Trump all the way. All the way. Well, I mean, if he, if he calls for us to go to, go to, go to war right now, I'm ready. Yeah. Right, I'm sick of this shit. Yeah, well, I got kids, man, I got kids. You know, they they got a future. I'll sacrifice my life for them. Yeah. How old are your kids? I got a two year old, or I'm sorry, four, six, and an eight, and an eighteen year old. Oh wow, nice, good for you. <laughs> and my hands are full, Tim. Yeah, I bet. I've got one. He's only uh, he's not quite he's not quite two years old yet, but. Uh, Oh, you got started late too, huh? Yeah, I, I had no idea what a uh, how much work it actually was. I mean, it's non it's non stop, um, but I, I love it too. And that you know that's part of why all of this has gotten me so 
to where I can't hardly think about anything else. I feel like I'm constantly writing an essay in my head, like trying to explain to people, you know, like what's bullshit. And, and, and I, I, I told my wife, I'm like, I'm sorry, I've been a terrible listener lately because I'm constantly thinking about something else, you know. Um, and, and I don't like being that way. And I've never gotten into politics. And, and I'll be honest, I was one of those people that at the beginning you know, especially four years ago, I was like, what are we doing? Considering even voting, what are we doing right now? This is going to be our president? And I wasn't a Hillary Clinton fan either, by any means. But I was like, I can't vote for Trump. And now, I, now that I've seen some of the things, I'm like, man, if this country would get out of this guy's way, if the media would get out of his way, he has done a hell of a lot. When you, really has. When you look into it's- it, yeah. And, and I'm yeah. sorry, I'm sorry, this is to interrupt you, but this, um, and they've been doing it since the beginning, but when he was just running for president, they put out a, um, they, they put out a commercial, and it was the civil rights, it was like the worst parts of the civil rights movement, you know, where they're like spraying people with hoses and putting dogs on them yeah. and all that, and in the background, they have his voice saying, you know, like, ah, get him out of here, back in the old days, blah, 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 and come to find out, when he said that, he was kicking some guy out of his rally that had a KKK shirt on. He was like, get him out of here. But they used that voiceover to make it sound like he was narrating the civil rights movement. I'm like, the guy wasn't even there. He was 20 years old somewhere. So that's where they, they, the media started lying right there. And I'm like, you know, and ever since then, he's racist, he's racist. I'm like, well, you keep saying that, but why is he racist? And every time you ask someone that, they're like, Oh, I don't know. I just don't like the guy. It's like, well, then shut up. <laughs> yeah, Here, here's a good one. I asked a kid uh, last week, this younger younger guy who's, you know, I ran into him. I said, hey, I said, I said, who are you voting for? He said, Biden, Biden, whatever the hell his name is, Sleepy Joe. <laughs> and uh, I said, oh, okay. And I said, why? And this is all the kid could say. He goes, I, he's got poor communication skills. Yeah. And right at that point, you know, I mean, I just, I just, there's nothing you can really do with stupidity like that. Yeah. I mean, that's someone that, that, you know, the younger generation, you know, that we have out there right now causing havoc in our world that haven't done shit for this country. All they've done is drain it. They sit home in a basement, a mom's basement and collect, you know, collect mom's unemployment or whatever, or social security. Yeah. They sit there and eat TV dinners in, in mom's basement. They don't do shit. Yeah. They play their video games. You know, they don't know what it is to work a full day. Yeah. They have no clue. And you get these these kids that think they know what the hell's going on in the world. They're clueless. They've all been brainwashed. And it all started in, in the education system years ago. Yeah. It was all part of the plan along with the media, Hollywood, and all that bullshit. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, too. I do. You know, see, and and I, I can tell you right now, a lot more people are starting to get it. A lot more people are starting to uh, do the research because they're seeing what's going on and seeing what's happening. And those are the smart people. You know, so I'm, I'm praying that we have enough smart people in the USA that will make the right decisions so that we can go forward and defeat defeat the evil that we have right now yeah. in our country. And people are blinded by it. They don't see it. They don't know what's going on because they're clueless. Yeah. And they need to wake up and, and really realize, you know, what the evils are that are out there and what they're doing. Yeah. And, and uh, one, of the big, one of the biggest problems with it is all these people, a lot of them rather, think they're on the right side of this. They think they're being, you know, that, yes. they, that their heart's in the right place, but 
their brain doesn't doesn't seem to realize what the hell is actually going on. I won't keep you on here all day. I did want to ask you, uh, do you have any advice for uh, a new dad? Um, uh, you drink whiskey? <laughs> uh, I actually quit drinking about nine years ago, but uh, <laughs> nice, yeah, nice. yeah, nice, yeah. Uh, you know, Tim, all I all I can say is, you know, my advice to you as, as a new father, um, enjoy every minute, man. Enjoy every minute. It doesn't matter how stressful or or how annoying or, or, or you know how tired you are or, or whatever the case may be brother please just enjoy every minute of it man because before you know it it's gone yeah you know i mean my little my littlest one my four-year-old man she's she's uh you know it's like my baby my last baby she's growing up and i'm just like oh man that's like makes me want to have another one but then i think about the shitty diapers and i'm like oh, maybe not. <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey, i want to i want to let you know I saw you, um, this is, uh, years ago, I saw you on the, I think it was the Laugh Factory. Yeah. Dude, it, I loved it. Oh, I was really? laughing my ass off. I was just flicking through the channels, you know, because after we talked and stuff, and, you know, I, I did a little research, and I was like, yes, I remember that. I remember seeing you on there oh, and nice. laughing my ass off. I loved it, man. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank You're you very awesome. much. That means a lot to me. It's been super cool to be able to do these kind of things and talk to people that I, I admired growing up. And, and sometimes people tell me they watched my stuff and that they liked it. And uh, it, it just means the world to me. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, dude. Hey, I got hey, two thumbs up, brother, because you're, you're badass, dude. I love it. I love it. Well, thanks, man. That means a lot to me. Is there, uh, is there anything you would like to say before we get out of here? Uh, uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, sorry, you know, I get, I get fired up like you do about this bullshit that's happening and it, it, it's tough, you know, to talk about anything other than that. Yeah. You know, the one thing that I would like to say to the people out there, you know, if you're, if you're a Trump hater, um, you know, and you're going to vote for Biden, you know, please take your time and do some research and understand what's going on in this world. It is absolutely sickening and it's some, it is hard to believe what's happening. But it's happening. It is really happening. And it needs to end. And the yeah. only way that's going to end is Donald Trump. Now, let's think about it. The last two presidents to try to go up against the deep state and stop him. Do you know what it was? Uh, I know Kennedy did. Abraham Lincoln. And Kennedy, yeah. Assassinated. Yep. Kennedy. Assassinated. Yep. Now we have Donald Trump. He's not dead yet, is he? Nope, not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. Yeah. To me, that that uh, has to be some planning, and I, I know they've they've attempted to, they've attempted to get him, but he's still safe. Yeah. God bless you, Donald Trump. We love you, and we're behind you all the way. Yeah. And Thanks, Tim, man. Thank you. You're awesome, dude. You, I loved you, it. You bet, man. I really enjoyed talking to you. I could probably talk to you for hours. So, uh, um, you know, maybe we'll talk further. You know, beyond this podcast at some point because. Uh, you need people to help you make you not feel like you're crazy because sometimes it's almost like it's by design. You're like, man, am I crazy right now? But we're not crazy. Uh, we're not. We're not crazy, Tim. Trust me, man. It's it's real life. It's a sick fucking world that's out there right now, and those sickos need to be ended. Yeah. And that's that's the bottom line. And you know what? To some people out there, they may you know I've been called evil. Well, you know what? There's only so much that you can put up with. You know. And thinking about 
What if it was your kid? You know, what if it was your kid that got got taken and, and, and had to go through that bullshit and have, you know, one of these Hollywood actors, you know, fucking rape them or, or torture them and then kill them? Yeah. You know, not me, man. Uh uh-uh. uh. These, yeah. these guys need to go down. Yeah. People out there need to do the research and understand what's going on. And then at that point, I guarantee they'll vote for Donald Trump if they see what he's done, what he's yeah. done, and what he has done since he's been in office. And, and if they don't, shame on them, you know? Shame on them. Fucking ridiculous. Um, things, things are rarely as they seem, you know, and I wish people would just realize that. That's true. Yeah. That is true. That is true. Well, I'll let you go, buddy, but I really did enjoy talking to you, and uh, I'm sure as soon as I hang up with you, I'll, I'll be like, damn it, I meant to ask him this, but I did want to ask if you knew Carrie Colat. Do you know Carrie? Yes, I know Carrie. Carrie's a good cat. I remember Carrie when he, when he came to Penn State, and, and uh, you know, we, we've talked here and there, you know. Uh, I, I, you know, when I go to these tournaments and, and stuff, I always run into, you know, these familiar faces and you know we always catch up and say hi and you know and then go on our way and then i'll see you next year you know so yeah it's the wrestling world is very small man but it's it's very it's very close it's very tight yeah it's very tight my son's uh second middle name is colat i thought that was a cool name so oh, nice. yeah. it is a cool name yeah mike earl colat gaither that's his name i like it yeah i gave him two middle like names because i didn't think we were gonna i probably figured we might not have another one so i might as well give him as many as i could <laughs> Are you you gonna call it quits, huh? Um, it kind of depends on what happens with the world. To be honest with you, and you know, I know, I know, Tim. So true. Yeah, so I, true. I would love to have a little girl, especially now that I have a little boy. Like, part of my thing is uh, I tell my wife hey, all hold, the. Hold on. Okay. Hey, Quinn Aurora. I got to show you why. I mean, I got. You're, you should definitely try for a little girl, man. Okay. I I always wanted boys, and I got my boys, but my girls, I can't, I, I can't live without them. Yeah. Come here, baby. Want to say hi to Timmy? <laughs> say hi, Timmy. Hi, girls. Hey. How are you? <laughs> Can you see your kid in there? Which one, which one is that? <laughs> this is my youngest. This is Aurora. Nice to meet you, Aurora. Say hi. <laughs> the other one's... She's crazy. I don't know where she's at, but she's gorgeous, too. She's beautiful. Yeah, I, I don't so, know if you've seen my son, but they could be brother and sister. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she he got big blue eyes like that and blonde hair. And, and yeah, it just you, you, don't, you don't realize how much you can love another human being until you have a kid. Somebody, know, right? somebody said to me it's like watching your, watching your heart run around in somebody else's body. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. Makes, that made a lot of sense to it's me. It's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah. Hey, I don't know what the world's going to bring us, but uh, it would be awesome, you know, for you to have another another child that, for your kid to grow up with. I mean, for me, it was kind of addicting, you know. I mean, I'd probably still be going right now if, if uh, you know, if we didn't put the stop on it, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd probably have eight or nine kids right now. My thing, is, and then I'll let you go, but I, my thing is, I told my wife, I was like, my, my boy's name is Micah, and my if we had a daughter, we would name her Mia, and I want kids at school to be like, dude, that Mia Gaither is Micah Gaither's sister. You are fucked. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's right. Yeah. So. That's why I had my boy first. You're, you're doing good, man. You're yeah. doing good. You're, you're in the right spot. Yeah. Well, now I'd be all about it. I think I would love to have a daughter. And all my friends that have daughters, I can't say enough about them. So, uh I, th- I think I think that will definitely Amazing. give it a shot. 
Well, thank you, buddy, so much for being on here. I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon, and I'll let you know when it's out. I'll let you I'll let you know so you can share it and all that. That's awesome, Tim. Anytime, yeah. man. Thank you very much. Um, it was a pleasure. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, man. It's great right. talking to you. Take care. Thank you. Bye, bye. All right, that was Jeff Prescott. Um, that was really cool for me. The dude is such a stud wrestler. Um, but <laughs> I love his opinions on stuff too. To be honest with you, I have uh, you know there was a lot of stuff that we talked about that I was going to talk about in a solo podcast, and I probably will because there's so many things that you guys there's so much shit out there that we're being lied to about. We're just flat out being lied to. And a lot of people in very powerful positions have a lot to lose. So um, when you hear some of these things and you think they're crazy, uh, take a look into it. Take a deeper look into Pizzagate. And I'm going to be start talking about these things because, uh, you know, like he was saying, it's it's the most important thing in the world. And that's not an overgeneralization, I don't think, for me to say that. Um so, anyway, I really appreciate you guys listening. I'll be talking more about all this stuff. I hope it didn't turn anybody off or, or, or you know, we live in such sensitive times. But, anyway, make sure you go to youtube.com forward slash Tim Gaither. Please subscribe to me there. And uh, makingithappen.com, M-A-C-A-N, ithappen.com. Help out little Bo Macon and uh, support his family during this difficult time. My website's timgathercomedy.com. It's got all my social media links and all that stuff on there. I really appreciate you guys' support and listening and uh, watching these. Uh, Have a great day and take care. Bye. Do us both a favor and click on that subscribe button.